Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the Internet. Today is November 28th, 2021. This is my season synopsis summary, whatever, for the end of the year. And I don't even know where to start, man. I just, I mean, we can take it game by game. We can talk about some of the personnel decisions. We can talk about some of the coaching. Um, We can talk about some of the transfers that they got I mean it's just so many different places you can start um so I'll just say I'll start with just the games the schedule I mean you know going into the Notre Dame game I just thought that we wouldn't be able to stop them from running the football I thought Notre Dame was gonna you know I thought it would be a competitive game But I ultimately saw Notre Dame winning by a couple of touchdowns. I just thought they were the better team. Judging on the uh, last season, the game at Notre Dame. Um, But they came out and played a hell of a game. And I think the atmosphere at Doak Campbell was just tremendous. I mean, you you haven't seen Doak Campbell like that in, you know, years. And to lose a close game like that, I think the fan base was 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 very, you know, optimistic. Like, okay, we're, we're we might have a good year, you know. And then all the goodwill that you built up from that game basically went out the window when you lost to Jacksonville State. Just, you know, a, a horrible loss. And you know, I think. You know, the fan base was ready to burn Adam Fuller at the stake um, for for his defensive uh, play calling. And, uh, you know, it was just a terrible loss. And, you know, I've heard other people say that that Jacksonville State game was the difference in us going to a bowl. And I, I probably would agree with you. If we win that game, we're probably – Going bowling. But, I mean, four straight years with a losing record. I mean, it's just, you know, I, I just hate to, to to pin our hopes on the Jacksonville State game. Like, it's just crazy. Like, that's where we are as a, as a program. That's where we are as a football team is, is – a game that we should have dominated, we lose on the last second play. Um, and I'm not sure what the schedule was. What what was next? Wake Forest? I mean, we got dominated. I mean, there's nothing else to really say about that. We got dominated. We were not ready to play that game at all. Um, Louisville. I think was the next game we played a little bit better. 
Um, and I, I probably won't go in the order, scheduled order of the, the games we're in. Um, but, you know, NC State, we got whooped. Um, North Carolina, we won that game. Pretty good game. You know, probably the best offensive play calling of the season. The best Jordan Travis looked. Um, played pretty good against Clemson. Better than I thought we would. Very competitive. Um, ultimately, you know, we just make a lot of bonehead mistakes in that game. Um, Boston College, we dominated them. The referees got Boston College back in that game. Uh, Syracuse, very close game. Um, we could have easily lost that game. Um, I'm trying to think. Louisville, Wake Forest, Syracuse, Miami. Um, obviously, that was just a tremendous win to break that losing streak against them. Um, you know, just one of the better games of the season in terms of just overall play. Um, the Florida game, which was yesterday, uh, competitive. Um, you know, we just, again, we shot ourselves in the foot. Um, I think one of the worst mistakes that this coaching staff made was bringing Mackenzie Milton on this team. I think ultimately, through no fault of his own, he pretty much <laughs> destroyed the quarterback room. Um, not saying that he did anything specific, but losing Chubba Purdy was was a big blow. And I just felt like Chubba Purdy physically was a better quarterback than Mackenzie Milton. Mackenzie Milton really shouldn't have been playing football this year. And, you know, you call it whatever you want to call it. Physically, he could not play the game. Period. And a lot of people ain't going to say it, but I'll say it. He shouldn't have been out there. And you can't really be mad at Chubba Purdy for leaving. He he says physically, mentally, I might not be a better quarterback than him yet. Mentally, he probably sees things a lot faster than I do. But I'm more physically gifted at this point, and I should be out there. And I, I agree with him. I think... Out of all the games that McKinney he played and he started, what, four games? And he lost all of them? I think if you just win one of those games with McKenzie Milton, you're in a bowl game. Because uh, McKenzie Milton started the Jacksonville State game, the Wake game, the Louisville game, and the... Uh, the uh, NC State game. And he was terrible. In all his starts. Limited arm strength. Limited mobility. And I think that was probably the worst decision that Mike Norvell made 
for this team this season was putting him out there. When I initially heard last year that we were getting Mackenzie Milton, I thought we were getting some form of the Mackenzie Milton that was at UCF. And when I seen him in the spring game, I was like, uh, you know, pea shooter. I mean, he's always had a pea shooter arm. It was just he could put more velocity on the ball because he had the the legs to to put more power into the throw. Once you took away his legs, you know, that really showed his his uh arm strength. And it it was just you know, not a good decision in my opinion. Once we seen once I seen him in the Jacksonville State game, I was like, it's it's Chubba Purdy time. And you just go back and listen to some of my podcasts from this season. And you can see for yourself. Or you can hear for yourself what I said. Um, what else? Uh, special teams were terrible. Papuchas. I think he's a good defensive ends coach, but Mike Norvell or somebody else on this staff needs to take over special teams because punt return has been like a killer for us this whole season. And it's just it's it's just inexcusable. It, you, you have enough talent on this team to find a guy that can catch a damn punt. It just don't make any sense to me. Um, <clears throat> that's coaching to me, the evaluating your talent, knowing what your players can and can't do. And just special teams as a whole was not good. I would give it a D minus. Um, so we have to get better in that area. Uh, I feel like Jordan Travis has earned the right to be the unquestioned starter. I think he has earned the right to do to have that distinction. Barring barring poor play, I think going into Duquesne, he is the unquestioned starter. He is the leader of this football team, and you have to treat him as such. I don't think you bring another guy in and have Jordan Travis fighting for his job. Because if you didn't have Jordan Travis, you 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 would have won UMass. And that's it. You would have been 1-11. Period. And I think any realistic fan of this team could make that uh, conclusion, could come to that conclusion that you would not have won a single game beyond UMass without Jordan Travis. So I think he has earned the right to be the unquestioned starter Barring poor play. Now, if he goes into next season and stinks it up, then, yeah, okay, you give A.J. AJ Duffy a shot, whoever the transfer quarterback that you're going to have to go get, you give him a shot. But he's QB1. Uh, Offensive line, you need a complete overhaul with the exception of Gibbons. Everybody on that offensive line is 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 five star garbage. 
Like I was saying, everybody on that offensive line is five-star garbage. I think you got to get into the portal and find some guys. Um, I I don't know if you're going to be able to get a Julian Armella. Um, But I think if you were to get a guy of his caliber, he instantly is more athletic than any offensive lineman on the roster. Um, I think you got to look at some guys that's already on your roster. Lloyd Willis, um, the kid from uh, Missouri. I can't think of his name. Um, Dang, what's his name? Ira Henry. You got to look at him. And I, I just don't think this program is in a situation where you can take on long-term projects. I think you have to find some guys that can play immediately. And I said going into this season that the, the offensive line was the, 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 the very foundation of football is offensive and defensive line play. Okay? You can, you can have all the great DBs. You, you could have... You know, all the great linebackers, but if your defensive line can't get pressure, it's it's essentially a, a moot point. And you've seen that. We got great defensive end play. When was the last time this this program had great defensive end play? It's been a while. And just the fact that you got great defensive end play, that really changed the whole defense. And, um, you know, it's going to be kind of hard to replicate that production that you got from um, um, Jermaine Johnson and Kier Thomas is going to be hard to replicate that. But, you know, you got Peyton, you got Wilson, you got Fuller, you got McClendon. You're really going to have to see what you get from them guys. Um, You know, they're going to have to get in the weight room and get stronger. They're going to have to add weight. Um, But essentially, I just don't. It's going to be a significant drop off either way you look at it. It's going to be a significant drop off. It's going to be, you know, Jermaine Johnson and Kier Thomas was just. You know, they're SEC guys. They came from SEC programs, and they're getting, you know, great football training. Um, whereas, you know, these guys at our facilities are, is not as good as the SEC facilities that those two guys came from. So it's going to be kind of hard to replicate that production. Um So it's just going to be real interesting to see, man, um, where we go from here. I think your strength and conditioning program needs to take a monumental leap. Um, You know, just how guys were not physically able to hold up against just really anybody. Um you know, most of the time this offensive line was dominated. Um, when they did play well, it was, you know, it wasn't a dominating performance. It was just like we're holding on for dear life. And, you know, strength and conditioning to me 
is is one of the most vital parts of any football program. You know, you you go look at just some of the best teams in the country. They have elite strength and conditioning, and we don't have that. And you can say facilities, facilities all you want, but strength and conditioning really comes down to desire. You know, having a good a strength and conditioning coach and just having players committed to getting stronger and 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 faster and and better. That's what strength and conditioning is. And, you know. The, the culture of this program has shifted um, in a good way. And it's going to be very interesting to see if the the culture can can continue to go in the right direction. I think, you know, bringing in a Jermaine Johnson, a Kier Thomas, a Jordan Wilson, a Fabian Lovett, those uh, um, additions were great for the program. Um, I think you have to go out and find more guys of that caliber in terms of those transfers. And um, I think you can continue to upward swing. I think... Um, You need you definitely need more offensive line transfers. And I'm not talking like Love Taylor. I mean, a lot of guys say he was good. I I mean, you go back and listen to some of my stuff from last year. I wasn't impressed with him when he was at FIU. I mean, he was getting dominated by defensive linemen from Tulane. So um Some way, somehow, you 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 have to get quality transfer guys. Just don't take anybody. You have to get quality, not quantity. And uh, I mean, you just you have to hope that you can get Armella, Jones, and West. I think is if you can get one of those guys, preferably Armella. Because I feel like the greater need on this team is offensive tackle. You know, our offensive tackles are not athletic. I think, again, I've said it on three different podcasts. You get Armella, he's instantly the most athletic offensive lineman on this roster. A day one starter. I don't care if he comes in December or May or June, whenever. He's instantly a starter. There's no way you can justify keeping him off the field. I think Rod Orr is going to have to be a starter. Okay, I just... Injuries are going to happen. You can't protect guys from injuries. Guys are going to make mistakes. You can't protect them from making mistakes. So... Florida State is not at a stage where they can develop guys. Alabama can develop guys. 
Clemson can develop guys. Ohio State, LSU, you know, the big time programs, Texas A&M, you know, the big money programs, Oregon, they can develop guys. Okay, we can't we we need all hands on deck. So. um, Just to me. Not willing to play the young guys on the offensive line to me was a mistake. Um, I I felt like getting them some in-game experience against real competition. You know. Should should have been somewhat of a uh, desire from from the coach this coaching staff, but hey, is you know Lloyd Willis next year? This will be his fourth year in the program. When are you gonna play Lloyd Willis? I mean, he was a Willie Taggart recruit. So when are you gonna play him? Next year will be his fourth year on campus. When are you going to play him? Ira Henry, it'll be his fourth year on campus. When are you going to play him? I just can't believe that Brady Scott is better than Ira Henry. I I refuse to believe that. Now, Now, maybe Brady Scott... Is is a smarter football player than Ira Henry, but I refuse to believe he's more talent. He's physically more talented than than Ira Henry. I refuse to believe that because Brady Scott sucks. I mean, and he's been here for Jimbo, Willie, and now Norvell. Okay, so. Um, you got to get better offensive line guys. That's basically what it comes down to for this team. You got to get better offensive linemen. Next, I wanted to talk about the tight ends. I, I felt like Cam McDonald wasn't utilized properly. I think he has a, a great skill set if you would take advantage of it. I think there's been, you know, a couple of instances throughout this season where They've come out and, you know, gotten him involved early, and he's made some some great plays, and then they just go away from him. I just – that intermediate passing game would – I think Jordan Travis would kill on that. And I just think that's something that you didn't take advantage of. I think Cam McDonald can stretch the field. I think he can run the intermediate routes, and he has good hands. You just didn't utilize him. I think Jordan Wilson – you know, he he whiffed on some blocks early in the season, but he came on late. And I just think when the running game got stale against some of the better run defenses, you could have utilized him more as a lead blocker. So I just think going forward, um, you know, you have to utilize your tight ends more. And when Norvell first got the job, he said that tight ends were a big part of his offense. But he hasn't utilized them. Um, so you, you've got, uh, a, uh, playmaker in Cam McDonald. You got a young recruit coming in. I mean, you got tons of tight ends on the roster. 
You got to find somebody that can play, man. Um. So, going forward, I would just like for them to utilize the tight ends more in the intermediate passing game. Um, I don't think I've talked about the secondary yet. Um, I don't think I have. I may have, but I'll talk about it again. Brownlee has improved. Cooper and Knowles, to me, are the, are the starters. Travis Hunter, let him come in and compete. I don't think you just hand him the job, starting job day one. Maybe you put him as the as the star in this four two five, but he's gonna have to put on some weight. I would like to see him get up to at least one eighty. Um, but I mean he's such a great talent you can't keep him off the field. He might be your best receiver. Um, he's he's that dynamic. I mean I've watched some of his his high school tape, but we just don't know how his talent is gonna transfer to college football. So hopefully it does. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Jamie Robinson is solid at one safety. I think Hakeem Dent has come on at free safety. So I, I think if you can find some pass rushers, I think you've got some some guys on the back end that can that have improved enough. Um, you know, it wouldn't hurt to get an Earl Little, Little Junior in recruiting. Um, to go along with Travis Hunter. Sam McCall is going to come in there and compete. Um, so we don't know what that's going to be. Um, but we'll see, man. Um, I, I don't just want to pencil McCall and Hunter in as starters right out the gate because we don't know how their talent is going to transfer to college football. I think right now, if you put them on the team right now, I mean, you would obviously say based on their high school tape that, hey, they're they're probably the most talented on the roster, but I, Akeem Dent was basically a five star, and we, we've seen how long it's taken him to develop. So we just don't know how talent is going to to transfer and develop when they get to college. So, um, you know, we need more cover guys if we're going to play, you know, an aggressive attacking defense, which is my favorite kind of defense. We need more cover guys. So. Hopefully they can get more of those in recruiting. Um, linebacker. Uh Kalen Deloach came on very strong. Um, he's he's very much improved from last season. I mean, in coverage and tackling, um, just phenomenal. Um I would like to see DJ Lundy lose about twenty to twenty five pounds. And I think he could be something special. Uh, to me, Gaynor has regressed from his freshman and sophomore years, um, so he's got to find he's got to find those that form back. Um, Stephen Dix, I mean, he went from starter to really not even playing this season. I don't I don't know what happened. Um, he he just regressed. I don't I don't. We've never gotten a story on why, and I had Dix penciled in as a starter. Um, but I, I guess the linebackers coach and Mike Norvell just felt like the group they had out there was the better group. And um, Jaleel McCray, I thought Jaleel McCray would be a contributor. I, I felt pretty good about the linebackers coming into the season. I, um, 
But just just from watching the games and continuously getting burnt on the running back wheel route. Um, you know, obviously we have to find linebackers that can cover in space. And, um, you know, this kid, Wesley Besaint, and we got Omar Graham. I think that's his name. Um, if we can get Besaint, I think we got something special. I haven't watched any tape on the guy. I'm just going off what I've heard from other uh, recruiting gurus. I'm not a recruiting guru. They say this guy can play, so I'll just take their word for it. But, again, you know my philosophy. I don't trust anybody until I actually see the guy play. He's got to pass the eyeball test. Um, but we, we, do, we do need better cover guys at linebacker. And, um, you know, that's it. I, uh, there's nothing really much else to say about linebacker. And just to pretty much summarize this whole season review podcast, you know, it's a lot of people in this fan base calling for Mike Norvell's job. I just don't think you hit the reset button. Essentially, if you do that, I feel you're going to reset this program to like 2028. Because essentially now you're looking at Maybe 2023 of fielding a team that can maybe win eight, nine, ten games. I think next season you're shooting for seven and five, eight and four. Um, so I, I think the staff improved a lot from the first season. I felt like Adam Fuller improved a lot as a defensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator needs work. He needs to make sooner in-game adjustments. He needs to be a little bit more uh, cautious of what the defense is doing. He needs to um, make better personnel decisions. He needs to realize that his offensive line isn't that good. And you have to know that, hey, if you have to know the strengths and weaknesses of all your players, you can't force square pegs in the round holes. And that's what I felt they were doing a lot on this team. But more so on offense, they were trying to force square pegs in the round holes. And you just can't do that. You have to you have to utilize a guy's talents and what he brings to the table. Um, so I think the future is bright. We need better players. You know, you have to have, you got to build your team inside out. You can't build your team outside in. So I think you got to go find some defensive lines, defensive linemen, defensive ends in particular. You got to go find some offensive linemen. I think you got one pretty good one in Gibbons. And I'm just going to keep – I've been hammering the, the the lines thing, really this whole podcast. Improved but not good enough. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to keep bringing this uh, Florida State football content. I appreciate y'all listening. I really um, appreciate the support. 
This podcast is available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. As always, go Nose.